Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. All right, everybody, welcome back to Unscripted from my soon-to-be-named studios in Old Hilliard. And today's a special day. I have a special friend on today. So, uh, Haley, why don't you introduce yourself, and we will go from there. Um, hi, I'm Haley Widener. Soon-to-be Haley something else. Yeah, soon-to-be Haley Stevers, 25 days. 25 days, less than a month. That's awesome. Yep. So- very cool. Okay. That's it. That's nothing else. No, no other, you know, that's me. That's you. <laughs> All right. So I, I want to start with, uh, some ground rules. Okay. Um, uh, today's conversation is going to be, I think at times deep and, and maybe not, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Welcome to unscripted. But what I, what I did want to say is that you and I are going to have a conversation about a difficult topic and a difficult time. And, um, so if we're vague at times, I guess I just want the audience to understand that if we are vague at times, it's because we are uh, being protective of uh, some history and also uh, of other people. And so there you go. I just want to, you know, so if, if, if we're vague at times, um, please understand that that's why we're being vague at times. So, all right. So the first time I met you, uh, we were working in a former uh, employee. So we used to work together. Just so everybody mm-hmm. knows. That's where we met. Uh, the first time I met you, you're wearing a Go Dukes shirt. And I believe I made a comment about it because I'm, I'm kind of a Carolina fan, sort of, maybe a little bit. And <laughs> your sweatshirt said Go Dukes, and I thought it was Duke, but it was not. It was JMU. So let's start at the beginning. You actually played softball at JMU. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah. So I grew up in Columbus. Um, went to school here, played softball here. Um, always knew I wanted to experience something different. So I did look to go to school out of state. Um, my sister also ended up going to James Madison a few years before me. Um, and I just fell in love with it and had the opportunity to go play softball down there. Um, unfortunately, about two years in, um, I had a career ending injury. Um, but I got to stay on with the team and um, take on more of like a manager and like coaching type of role. Um, But more of like a coaching internship and learning Um, because there's a lot, you know, when you're playing a sport like that, you know a lot about what you do, but there was a lot of positions and things I I didn't know a lot about. Um, Yeah. And so I graduated from there in 2015 and uh, moved home and started work and started adult life. So there you go. So how, how was it? Cause I think this is going to be a theme as we go. There's going to be a, a theme um, that was disappointing, right? I mean, you, your whole life, you had been in the softball community, you've been playing and then all of a sudden something changed. And I think that's going to be important later. So how, how was it um, as a college student adjusting to, you know, maybe having your dreams uh, shift on you a little bit? Yeah, it was definitely a um, a process, to, to say the least. So, you know, obviously it didn't start out as I'm done forever. Um, and there was probably about a year of doctor's appointments and different things that we tried. Um, but realistically, the, 
the answer was it's just going to take a lot of time and it was time that we didn't have um and i do feel really lucky that today i don't i don't really have a lot of issues from my injury um and time did help but it was it was an adjustment i lived with softball players all my friends were softball players um and during season when they travel they're gone four or five days at a time and um i essentially was living alone during during that time. And as a college student, that's a new, new experience. And uh, yeah, it definitely was a, was a harder time, but to push, it also pushed me outside of my comfort zone to go make other friends and find other things to do. And it didn't mean that my teammates weren't my friends because they were, but I just got, I kind of opened up to another, another side of like the college experience. Um, so it was definitely a difficult time. Um, I didn't get to see my family as much. They weren't making the trips to come down as often. Um, totally understand. Hard to take mm-hmm. time off work when you know I'm not even putting a uniform on. But that that time was hard, but it also really strengthened me. And and like I said, it it helped me reach out to another another side of the college life. Um, I got to play some like intramural sports that I wasn't very good at, and yeah, and and just actually look at my education first um, rather than I go to class and I do these things so that I can play ball. And they always preach that we're students first, but I don't know for me anyways, in my experience, I don't know that that really hit me until it hit me because I had to figure out what I was going to do next. Um, and that that took time. I didn't figure it all out when I was in school. Um, and I got into some coaching and working camps and clinics during that time. And I owe a lot of that to my head coach who never gave up on me as a person despite not being able to play. So, so yeah. There you go. Uh, and I, we forgot to mention this. Um, anybody that's seen the This Is Fine shirt on the Unscripted store <laughs> That was actually Haley's creation, uh, Haley's idea. It was born out of Haley's idea. So uh, this is fine is, is a theme that you and I actually talk about quite often in our lives. <laughs> hey, this is fine. Everything's fine. So uh, anyway, thank you for uh, for the idea behind the shirt that is in our store. Not plugging my own store, but seriously, thank you. So, you know, again, college, this is fine. Um, and then you went on to, uh, I think we met sometime not long after college when did you start working for our former employer um it would have been I started part-time about two two and a half years after so I had moved home probably about a year and a half before that um and slowly as you know got got more involved over there so yeah uh, one of the things I always appreciated the most about you was your work, that work ethic and how hard you worked. And uh, I can remember a particular day when, when you and I were working together, I believe you were working for me. It doesn't matter, but um, you, we had a task and uh, the task needed to be done, but it didn't need, need to be done when you did it. But uh, I remember walking in and you had been there since I think 3 AM, 4 AM and were almost all but done with said task. Um, you know, that so, when we were at that facility, I think is when uh, things started to really shift for you personally and professionally. So do you want to talk a little bit about that time? And I know this is this now we're getting into that tough area, but um, do you want to talk a little bit about that time? Yeah, of course. Um, and actually, I think that that night is is a interesting way to lead into it. Um, 
when I look back and reflect over that time, I remember that particular night being a really tough one for me, not for any reason, not for anything that, that specifically happened. Um, and you know, as we're talking through going through this, this tougher season, um, for me, it, you know, I've, I've always been really lucky. I've had, I have an amazing family. Um, I'm so supported. I have great friends. Um, I had a job I really loved and, um, but it doesn't always mean that you're still not going to struggle. Um, sometimes it's just things beyond that. And I remember, you know, part of that season was not, not being able to sleep sometimes and just things feeling really heavy. And I, for some reason, just decided I'm, you know, well, I'm obviously not sleeping and I don't, you know, I don't feel my best. So I'm just, I'm just going to go to work. I'm just going to go distract myself and I'm going to go to work Um, because I did love my job and I did value what I did. Um, And so trying to kind of push out what I was feeling um, and the negative feelings I was having and, and dive into work was a way I was trying to cope. Um, and I think for a while, I it, it did help me cope through through this tougher season that I was going through um, and through this darker time. But eventually, it, you know, that ran out as well. Um, because when you when you feel things as heavily or as hard as as I do, the good and the bad, um, and and with our job that we had and and trying to keep so many, so many people happy. Um, when I wasn't able to keep everyone happy, I felt it really hard instead of realizing you're just not going to make everyone happy. It, the goal is to make as many, as many people happy as you can and that your intentions are, are good and your intention are intentions are pure in what you do. Um, and eventually, you know, I, I wasn't able to feel that anymore. I was only able to see where I was failing or the people that I had failed or let down. Um, and that, that was really when I think the the tougher season turned into a much darker season for me. So, and I, again, I want to reiterate, um, we're going to leave out names, people's pla- people, places, um, because those aren't important to your story. They're important to your story. They're not important to the people listening's story uh, or understanding. So um, thank you for sharing that part of it. But I would agree with you. I, I shared, um, I think it was last week or the week before, this is Suicide Prevention Month. And um, I shared a personal story for myself where um, I literally was in a place in college um, that was so dark. And every time I would come home, I wanted to jerk my wheel to the right. I could tell you exactly where it would happen. It's over a bridge um, right past the Richfield Coliseum near Cleveland. And um, like, I, I just think that we get to those places. So that's why I'm so appreciative of you coming on today because um, the season did get dark. And um, again, the people, the places, the actors are not important, but what is important is your story. And um, yes, so there was a lot of stress. There was a lot of um, challenges, uh, I think is the best way to say it. Um, as as that transition happened for you, uh, you just kind of touched on it a little bit. What, what did it's so looking, I guess we have the, the benefit now, thank God of looking back at that time in your life. What, what was, um, what were your thoughts, um, during that time? Yeah, I would say, um, 
the the shift happened when you know something in my brain um went from this is a tough time things will get better looking you know looking forward towards things um to somehow um which is the part none of us can ever explain and that's what makes it so hard to to speak about it is the the shift to it's never going to be better than this i'm never going to feel better than how i feel right now um for me it was very look at my life i have an amazing life i've had an amazing life i've had an incredible experiences i'm I have, I have a loving family, um, to, to add to the list. Um, I, you know, there's, there's so many more things. And so why do I feel this way? What is there for me to even be up, you know, even to be down about, to be sad about, or, um, which those words, as you know, don't even fully describe what you're feeling. Um, but it, it definitely goes from, but it's going to get better to, I'm just always going to feel this way. I'm always going to feel miserable or you start feeling that you're making the people around you miserable because you're not, you're not firing on all cylinders. You're not functioning at, at a hundred percent. And that cycle can be really dangerous. Um, because you're not able to function at 100% and then you're not getting things done that you normally would get done and you feel like you're letting people down even more than maybe you already did um and it's a it's a very very dangerous cycle because nobody even from the outside looking in no no one they may know that you're struggling but no one knows how bad you're struggling not even you <laughs> i i remember that i did go speak with my doctor and we about some of the things I was feeling and even my own doctor when speaking with her I never I never even was able to articulate how I was feeling because I wasn't processing how I was feeling it's it's such a hard thing to process it's it's almost like he said she said so um you know being your friend um and we worked very closely because uh we worked together and so um Watching, you know, the, I guess, decline, I, I, it's a terrible word. I, it's the one I can think of, but watching things unfold uh, was so hard because I wanted to help. And I think that's important for other people to know is uh, continue to love on people when you see them struggling. Hey, everyone. My name is Cami Prannell, and I'm the executive director for My Unscripted. We hope you are enjoying today's interview. My Unscripted is dedicated to helping others find their voice, passion, and follow their dreams. Our team can help create websites, apps, YouTube channels, podcasts, media, and social content. Whatever your passion and vision, we can help. Our good friend Manny Ahomi of Samaritan's Feet once said, make sure your dreams and goals are big enough to create room for others to join you. We've created room for you to join us too. Find out more at myunscripted.com. Now let's join Aaron for the second half of today's interview. At some point it got, let's just say it got very, very dark. Um, What's your advice for anyone maybe in that moment when life gets really, really dark, when it, when it gets really, really tough. 
feel like doing your very best to be honest with your doctors. Um, if, you know, if you're in a place that you're comfortable speaking with your doctor is really important. Um, cause there were definitely things I wasn't sharing. Um, and I, if you're, if you're lucky enough to have people around you, um, you know, that, that love you and care for you kind of, if you're, if you're able to bring it all to the table or, or keep yourself surrounded by those people, um, it, it, it does help even though it feels like it doesn't. Um, we've all had the feeling of feeling so alone when you're surrounded by people. Um, and so we naturally want to kind of fold into ourselves. Um, I remember, not going to a lot of family functions, not, not spending time with my friends and, and just really wanting to be alone. Um, but I, I think as healthy as alone time can be when you're, when you know that you're in a really dark place, um, it's, it's okay to, to surround yourself with those people. Um, because you're, I felt like I got to a point where I was feeling the worst things I'd ever felt. And I was, I felt so alone and I felt that I had pushed myself to that point. I pushed everyone away. I, I didn't, I didn't feel that I could make, make a call or, um, or, or share how I was feeling, even though now I look back and I know I could name 10 people, um, that I could have, but, but I also feel like that's a hard thing. Um, and I think you would agree, Aaron, because when you're, when you're in that space, it's, it's hard to make the call to though. And it's hard to keep yourself surrounded by people and it's hard to not just go off somewhere and be alone. Um, and I know in some of the conversations we've had, I know you have, you know, you would agree with that. So having the perfect advice is, or even great advice for that moment is really hard. Mm-hmm. But all I know is that I'm so glad. I'm so glad that there were people around me when I reached what was rock bottom for me. And I'm so happy that I did get help when I, you know, when I needed it. Um, because I truly believed there was no light at the end of the tunnel. And now I look around at my life and I'm, I'm in the light. I'm, I'm living it. And I'm so lucky that I'm still here to be doing that. Absolutely. And and it's something we probably should have shared at the beginning. You're an empath. I'm an empath. And I think I'd love to actually see a study of uh, empaths in the topic that we're talking about, because I think we feel everything, maybe sometimes too much. Uh, It's a blessing and a curse to be an empath. And so I think sometimes we may even get in our own way and in our own head about what others think. And we worry too much about what others think where, you know, maybe someone that's not an empath would make that phone call, but there are a ton of resources out there. So if you're listening to this today, don't, don't hesitate to make that call, whether it's a friend. And I know a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to bother. Look, trust me, make the call because, um, your friends don't always, um, present themselves or don't always let you know how much they're here for you. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of friends going through cancer, completely different topic, but, um, I think 
we see that when someone goes through a physical um, challenge, you know, they put it on Facebook, they put it on social media, and then you see all the people rally around them. But otherwise, most of the time, our, we're, most of us have our head down and don't think about, we, we don't think about getting out and reaching out and letting people know I'm here for you, good, bad, or otherwise. You know what I mean? I think as empaths, we sometimes um, just see the dark. We don't, we don't realize that we're loved, we're cared for, we have a village of people around us that would do anything for us, uh, especially when we're kind of in that cycle that, that uh, you found yourself in. So um, enough on that, because what I really want to talk about is the fact that you and I are on this call today. Actually, uh, hang on. Um, I will say that um, the situation that we found ourselves in um, our friend Cami and I came to you. And there was a time where you and our friend Cami came and found me. And I think our, our true friends, those that know us the best, will come find us no matter how far or how hard they have to work to do so. So you understand what that means. I understand what that means. Other people listening may not understand what that means. But what I guess I want people to know is, like, go go find your friend. It's worth it. Uh, reach out. Send that text. Send the email. When you think of them, call them. Um, it's important. It's incredibly important because it could mean everything. And so let's transition to where you are today because – Life is really good. <laughs> it's is that safe to say? It is. It is. You know, and it doesn't doesn't mean I don't still um, I still feel the things I feel. I still struggle with anxiety. Um, I always will. I still am very aware that I'm going to struggle with depression at times. I am definitely much more educated about myself, and I have. Um, you know, I have a person who has also taken the time to learn things about me and my struggles with those things so that he's he's able to assist me and maybe notice when something is a little off and, hey, what can I do to help? Um, right. Even if it's we're going to sit here and watch a movie or do you want to talk or what can we do or um, maybe making dinner when I'm feeling a little burnt out or uh it's, it's incredible to have come so far with that. And, and I think that is a part of why I'm in such a positive space is because now I know how to better approach the negative things when, when they come my way. I definitely would not say it's perfected because um, we're all going to struggle with things. But truly being able to understand what being an empath means mm -hmm. And again, it is a really beautiful thing, but it can also be a really painful thing. Um, we feel everything yep. really intensely. And that means the good is really great and, and the bad can be detrimental. So knowing what that is and accepting that part of me, good and bad, I believe has helped me to embrace the life that we have now um, and to be my best self in that life as well. So, so yeah, things are really great and 
we're really excited for our future and, and all of those things. And, um, yeah. So let me, let me give a shout out to your fiance, um, because, and, and my wife, um, because I think dealing with an empath, if anyone listening to this, if you're not an empath, because it is, it is foreign, I think, to people that are not empaths. Um, they don't understand um, the, you said it so eloquently a minute ago. I, I, I wish I could repeat what you said because the, but the, the highs are really high and the lows can be really low, you know, because we're, uh, we're kind of a, a dialed up to a 10 you know, at all times. And there, there, there's not a five on the volume. It's, it's a 10. And so when I'm, when I'm really, really happy, I'm so happy. And when I'm not, um, I'm not. And so I think it takes special people, um, in our lives, whether it's friends or, you know, in your case, your soon to be husband, uh, in my case, my wife to weather that. And that's a lot, you know, to give, to give a shout out to, um, both of them, and anyone else dealing with empaths, um, understand that it's a lot and, um, we're a lot, you know, and, and we know it. And I think that almost drives us to very dark times, um, and dark thoughts is that we're a lot and we know it, but, um, those that love us truly love us and, and weather that. So, um, my hat's off to your fiance, uh, because, um, it's a lot and we are a lot. And I think you and I would both agree that we know that, right? Don't we, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for you, but um, I think it's fair to say that we know we're, we're a lot emotionally, mentally, all those things. Oh, absolutely. And I, I know at times uh, he and I can be so different when it comes to this topic, but being able to understand our differences and I can't tell you how often we talk about meeting in the middle on things. Yeah. Um, but I give him, so much credit for the probably million times a week that I ask what's wrong. Is something wrong? Right. Did they do something? Did I upset you? And he thinks we're just, everything's a okay, but because of a slight change of tone or, um, or little things that I feel like people who are not empaths don't maybe understand. But to me, I just keep thinking, what is he feeling? Did I upset him? Did I, and that's, um, him understanding that and us us get, gaining an understanding of each other on those two things has been a process um, and will probably continue to be one, but it's also brought us so much closer. And it's not just you, right? There's, there's other, there's a, there's a few other people that are involved in, uh, in your upcoming uh, wedding. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I have a, uh, soon to be stepson and stepdaughter um, that are amazing. And in case I couldn't love Matt more, I am just so in love with the two of them. Um, and I'm just really lucky to get to be a part of their family. And what are their ages, Haley? They are 12 and 10. Um, one is almost 13 now. Um, he will tell you, but um, <laughs> yeah, they are, they are incredible and, they are growing up so fast. Um, I've only been lucky enough to be in their lives for a couple of years, um, but it's been years full of a lot of growth. And they've gone from little kids to, to you know, they're growing into two really incredible humans. Um, and they just bring Matt and I so much joy and so much pride. And they're, they're amazing. They're the best part of my life. So, 
I'm so proud of you. And that's so, I, I guess I want to level set really quick in case, because we have had to be vague, as we said in the beginning and the middle and now, um, just left, let's level set Haley, um, you know, struggle, you know, had, had some challenges in college, um, went into the career world and uh, went into a place that was uh, difficult. And now she is in a place that we celebrate. Uh, she's going to be married in, you said 25 days, 26, how many? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. 25? 25. 25 days. Who's counting? 25 days. And uh, she is uh, marrying someone who understands her. And she is now shepherding uh, two children and has been, I think for now a long time. Um, so, there are brighter days. And I think that's what you and I would both, I don't want to speak for you, but I think what I want people to know is there are brighter days. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're in a dark place, uh, there are brighter days because if, if things would have gone a differently, like I said, in my um, post, if I would have jerked the wheel to the right, uh, when I wanted to, um, my, uh, I'm glad we're doing this on the phone and not on video anymore. Um, I wouldn't have the three children I have. Uh, I wouldn't have the life I have. You and I wouldn't be talking right now. And um, uh, so that's what I want people to know is don't make uh, uh rash decision um, because there is, there's joy outside of the, the dark valley you might be in. Is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. And that is, that is the hardest part of, of depression and, and those demons is it, it convinces you that there is no light at the end of the tunnel. And I think, I do believe we can survive anything and get through anything if we believe there's hope. And it's that unfortunate lack of hope that, that leads to the hardest times and the hardest nights. And if, if there was any way we could, if there's any way that you could just instill that it, it does get better. Um, and it's, it's just so hard to see that in the moment, but it really does. I, you know, I, I spent so many times feeling I'm just so unhappy and I'm never going to feel better. There's no way I could possibly ever be happy. And I am just incredibly happy. And I would say I got to that point pretty, pretty quickly in the grand scheme of things, um, after, you know, getting the help that I needed and, getting some assistance and working through, working through those demons. So my thing is just never, never being afraid to ask for help. It's really, really difficult, but it is so worth it. And you're an athlete. And I think, um, I do think that there's parts of you that, um, uh, the way you're made up, um, that helped you in this process. And the fact that, listen, and I, I, again, I, I hate speaking for you, but I think you and I know each other well enough. Um, I think we can even probably say that you and I try to have a, a weekly call, a check-in, you know, just a check up on life and, and, and check in with one another. And I, I, it's one of the highlights of my week is just to be able to check in with you and hear the great things that are happening. But, um, what I would say is if that job is causing you, um, if that job is causing you to be in a place that's not where you need to be, then get out of that job. Um, if there's a relationship that is causing you to be where you are, if, and again, we're speaking to anyone maybe listening, um, that's in a dark season. Um, if there's a relationship, a job, a, it is not worth it because there is more on the other side. And I think that's what I want people to know is there is more on the other side. 
Um, and we want you to be here <laughs> to see it, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I guess I, I, that's the only thing I want people to know is, is make the call. Um, it's both. It's two things. One, if you're a friend of someone that you see really struggling, make the call, send the text, go to their house, do what you got to do. Um, if you're someone who's in that season, make the call, reach out to a friend. Cause I guarantee you, they will be there for you because there is joy on the other side. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, sorry, sometimes I get, just get a little emotional. Um, <clears throat> I'm just so lucky. I'm so lucky to have the life that I have with, with my family. Um, and I hope that everyone, I just, I want for everyone to experience the happiness that, that I now get to have, um, that I at times didn't believe I deserved, you know, because something in my brain told me I didn't. Um, but you do, and we all do, and you will get it and you will find it. And it's, it's worth it. And I would say as a friend of yours, um, I might even have more joy than you do. Not that we're, not that we're challenging each other on how much joy we have, but I think as a friend of yours, I get so much joy in seeing your joy. Um, so again, if you're listening and you know a friend that's struggling, um, do what you got to do because, um, you know, it's not about us, but, but I think there is so much joy in seeing you on the other side and so happy. And I can't wait to, uh, celebrate, uh, your wedding in 25 days. I, I can't, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. We're very happy as well. Awesome. Well, you're on your lunch break. <laughs> so I am. the thing we didn't mention is you have a great job, a job you're happy in and love. Uh, you're getting married. You have two you know, you're going to have two stepchildren here very, very soon. Like literally I want everybody to know that like life is good and I'm really, really proud of you. And, um, uh, I'm thankful to call you my friend. Well, me too. I'm very, I'm very lucky to have you as a friend and someone who, who understands the way my brain works because yours works very similarly. And um, I wish for everyone to find someone that they can talk to and, and vent to and bounce ideas off of that, that their brain works similar to yours. And it's, it's also important to surround yourself with people that are a little different as well, but um, I'm really lucky to, to have you for the times when I feel like the things I'm feeling, it's, I shouldn't be feeling it this way. Um, but to know an empath who understands that this is the way that we're wired and we have to learn to work through it. Um, I'm very, very lucky to have you as a friend. So, well, the last thing I would say is there is a, uh, hotline. Uh, for anyone listening to this that may be struggling, uh, there is a hotline. You just dial 988 on your phone, um, very similar to 911. You just dial 988. And uh, if anything else, email me, Aaron at myunscripted.com, and uh, just send me an email. Um, and I'm happy to uh, hear your story and uh, help however I can, and I'm sure Haley would do the same. So um, I know you did not want to do this interview today. <laughs> Actually, it was your idea, uh, so I had to to drag you kicking and screaming into this. And uh, I'm battling. I'm I'm a, I'm like MJ on my flu game right now. By the way, um, people should know that I'm a huge Carolina fan and you're a Kentucky fan, and that's a problem. Big problem. <laughs> it's a big problem. Anyway, all right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, my friend. I'm so thankful. Um, 
that you were you are where you are today, and I can't wait to continue to celebrate all of your next uh, victories. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right. Well, soon to be. Hey, what's what's your your new last name? Can everybody? Can, we can't do it for twenty five days. But what what is your new last name? My new last name is Stevers. Stevers. Haley Stevers. There you go. Well, hey, some getting used to that's for sure. What did you say? I said it's going to take some getting used to. I always swore I would never change my last name, but for this man and these kids, apparently, I'm going to. So Love no, it. I'm very, I'm very excited. So absolutely. Well, Haley Stevers, um, thank you for your time. Thank you for your friendship, and uh, thank you for sharing your story because I believe it'll help others. Well, thank you. All right. Thanks for pushing me to do it. I didn't push. It was. <laughs> Thanks for encouraging. Thank you. There's a, that's it. a much better word. I'm an empath. That hurt my feelings. So, all right. That's Thank true. you so much. Go back to work. Thanks for taking your lunch break to uh, to take time with us today. I appreciate you, and you know that. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.